This podcast episode is brought to you by my Business Basics class. I teach you the eight essential steps to get your business legal and legit so you can watch it bloom. You'll learn the basics of what is an LLC and the first steps to opening one up, opening a business bank account, how to find an accountant, what is bookkeeping and how can you do it yourself to save some money, what contracts and legal documents to consider and where you can buy them, the starting point for saving for your retirement, how to find a financial advisor, and where to start looking for business insurance. When you avoid getting all these ducks in a row, you are risking getting sued, paying more in taxes, and missing out on turning your income into more money. Head to jessicawhitaker.co slash businessbasics to enroll. Hey, photographer, Jessica Whitaker here, and welcome back to the Build and Bloom Photography Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about a subject I like to bring up at the beginning of every year, and that is using boundaries when it comes to social media so that we can be more productive and book more clients in our photography business. So this podcast episode is also being recorded. This is something I'm trying to do in this next season. It's season three. We're about 50 episodes into it. And it's also available for you to listen and learn over on YouTube as a podcast episode. If you've been listening to the podcast for the past couple of seasons or even the past couple of episodes and you have loved what you've learned so far, please go over to wherever you listen and leave a five-star rating and a review. Let's get into the episode. There are two resources in everybody's photography business, time and money. And when you don't have the money to put into your business, we have to make the time for it, however much or little we have to spend on our business. A lot of you who are listening work a full-time job and do photography after work and on the weekends. Some of you might be full-time in your business, and maybe there are some of you who are listening who are wanting and planning to transition from part-time to full-time by the end of 2024. I have two perspectives because I've lived through both experiences. So the first one is that I was doing photography on the side of going to college, as well as working a full-time job and a part-time job. So I'd come home some nights at 10 p.m. finishing work and then get on my computer and work in my photography business. And then I also have the perspective of a full-time photographer because in 2017 is when I transitioned into full-time. So with the suggestions that I'm sharing today, take what you want and leave what doesn't apply to you. So first we have to ask the question of why do we feel unproductive when we open up social media? Let's just use Instagram for the example in this entire episode. But of course, I'm also talking about Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram Reels, Instagram Stories. There's so much more. But why do we feel unproductive when we pull up Instagram on our phone and it's time to post for our business? The reason could be because there's no clear line between personal use and business use when it comes to our social media, the personal versus the professional. You might experience burnout when you do open up Instagram to post because you've most likely been using social media during the day. You've been scrolling through for personal use or maybe it's on your business account. Maybe we're interacting with other business accounts or maybe we're not. Maybe we're on a whole separate app like TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I have recently been posting to TikTok myself just for fun, and I post almost everything, but I post everything except for photography over on TikTok. So that's the app that I am scrolling on 
personally. And then professionally is where I'm using Instagram. And that might be the case for you. So when it comes time to post and interact on Instagram for your business, you feel drained even though you haven't posted anything that day, that weekend, maybe even for the past week, we've all been there where we just feel this paralysis. And the reason being is because there's no clear line between personal use and business use. You've been scrolling endlessly through other photographers' work on your timeline and maybe subconsciously are comparing yourself. It might not even be to their work exactly or to their skill level or their creative process, but it might just be this subconscious comparison of, oh my gosh, they get to do this full time and I am spread so thin and trying to keep up with my business part time on the weekends. Or, oh my gosh, I'm seeing that they have the money and the time to go to France for a workshop and I can barely make my credit card payment at the end of the month. There's so many different areas, but then also outside of photography too, it's like we're comparing our own personal life to others highlight reel. And I think that the best thing, no, no, I don't even think, I know that the best way for us to view Instagram, professional tool versus a personal tool. And I think that's kind of a cool thing about TikTok is that TikTok can become your for fun app that you are scrolling through. And even if you don't, actually post to TikTok, it can still bring you that same kind of like funny videos that we see on Instagram, but it, it helps differentiate a blurry line for us because it's a whole other platform. And especially if you're not posting to TikTok, then you don't probably aren't even going to be fed videos of photographers. So you're probably going to be fed videos of other niche interests that you have. But anyway, I'm going to uh, continue on because I promise that this will all tie up nicely together. A lot of us are also overstimulated in being in work mode, especially those of us who do this full time. So for example, for myself, I would wake up and I would listen to a business. Well, first off, I'd wake up and I'd immediately open my phone and scroll. I would then listen to a business podcast while getting ready for work. And then that left me feeling like I had to be productive or reading something that would add to my skill set. I'd then get on the computer and work and then I'd go on a walk, especially like after the pandemic, I was pretty good about going on walks. I had a dog and I would then listen to another business podcast or a business audiobook, a self-help book. And I would feel so overstimulated by the end of the day because the entire day from the moment that I woke up until the moment I left to go to the gym to separate out my day, I was consuming so much content that would help me or I thought would help me grow my business and it just left me feeling burnt out. So then it makes sense when I didn't have any boundaries with social media and I didn't have a posting schedule by the end of the day when I would come back from the gym, it'd be an ideal time to post. I mean, the Instagram algorithm is always changing, but this is a couple of years ago. I would have no idea what to say, what to post. I'd be scrambling and then I kind of just close my laptop and then a week goes by and you still have shared nothing, but you still feel burnt out because of all of the consumption of social media. But we think we're being productive because we're saving Instagram reels that are giving us ideas for what to post. 
we are downloading podcasts that talk about how to be productive in your business. And I mean, there's so many amazing tools, but we really have to strike a balance. And I believe that the most productive thing that you can do for yourself and for your business in 2024 is letting go of your cell phone. This brings me back to the concept of using Instagram strictly as a tool for a business. And of course, that's what it is, but we're not using it only for business. That's when the burnout comes. So I want to share with you a couple of different tiers. They go from easy to extreme of letting go of your phone. So just pick what feels the best to you, or maybe you want to work your way through it over the next couple of months. So let's start from easy and then we'll go to extreme. So the easiest thing, and probably a lot of you do this, is turn off notifications for social media. Okay, come on, that's kind of easy. Let's go to the next one. The next one would be delete any apps from your phone that you can access and use on your computer. So for example, delete Twitter, delete Pinterest, Facebook probably. I feel like Pinterest is probably the best example I can give when it comes to deleting these apps that you can use and access on your computer. Most of us are actually utilizing the website. That's when we're actively pinning. That's when we're pinning our own stuff from our site and we're using it as a tool. And we most likely just pull up Pinterest as kind of one of our rotation when we're standing in line at the grocery store. We rotate through Instagram, then Twitter, then Pinterest, Facebook, and then maybe for even some of you guys, LinkedIn, and we're just endlessly scrolling. So you can see if we delete the apps that are better suited and we can access and use on the computer, we're taking that out of the rotation and we're already gaining back some time. This episode of the Build and Bloom podcast is brought to you by Contractista, my favorite resource for lawyer-drafted photography contracts. Head to jessicawhitaker.co slash photography contracts and use the code BUILDBLOOM15 at checkout for 15% off lawyer-drafted legal documents. Contractista is your one-stop shop for attorney-drafted legal documents for entrepreneurs. Actually, not only are they attorney-drafted by a business and intellectual property attorney, but they're also peer-reviewed by attorneys with over 30 years of experience in contract drafting for multinational corporations. <laughs> Anyways, Contractista actually has bundles specific for photographers that cover portrait photography contracts, wedding photography contracts, plus some legal disclosures that you have to put on your website. Just like you have to have car insurance to drive a car, you have to have attorney-drafted contracts for your clients and websites to run a business. Head to jessicawhitaker.co slash photography contract and protect yourself from that just in case. And you can use the code BUILDBLOOM15 at checkout for 15% off. That's jessicawhitaker.co slash photography contracts. Number three is deleting Instagram from your home screen and from search so that you have to go into the app store to pull it up. Here's how you do it on an iPhone. You go into settings, and then you go to Siri and search, and then you're going to scroll down 
on the list of your apps and you're going to toggle off the apps that you want taken off of your home screen. This means that the apps still live on your phone, but they are not going to be on the home screen, but they're also not going to be on the search bar or suggested. Apple does offer the option when you go to delete an app on your actual home screen, it will say delete or remove from home screen. So you can still click remove from home screen, but this doesn't mean that it won't be suggested to you when you are searching. And most of us are going to just tug down and type in Instagram when we want to pull up an app, or it will also be suggested to us when we tug down to search anything and then we get distracted and then we open up Instagram. So by doing set settings, Siri and search, scroll down to the app and toggle off. This will eliminate it from coming up in search and allowing you to have better boundaries. Number four is turn off your text message notifications during the morning and the evening time. And I'll talk more about this in the routine. And I know that this and actually the next one I'm gonna suggest is a very unrealistic for a lot of people. I wanna include it in here, but for me, turning off text notifications, whether that is setting it to do not disturb or going back into settings and turning off the notifications for text messages. That's a way for me to be able to have more boundaries with my phone usage in the morning time and in my evening routine. And this helps separate out my day. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on and how that actually works for me. The next one is equally unrealistic, if not more, but it's an option for some people. So I want to include it. And that would be remove email from your phone or remove one email inbox, such as your personal inbox or your business inbox from your phone that you don't need access to during the daytime on your phone. It's the same idea of deleting Pinterest and Twitter, Facebook, these apps that you already have pulled up on your computer and you can access them almost 24 seven on the computer or during your workday. A lot of you might find that we're not actually using our email inbox to respond and compose to emails, or at least we're not using one of those inboxes. So removing it completely from your phone could be a good option to work towards the boundaries because a lot of us will still open up our email and we'll still treat it almost like a social media tool in the terms of having it in rotation as something to do. Now, the biggest reason why I suggest to remove email from your phone for those who are doing photography full-time, this could definitely bleed into some people who do it part-time. It's just gonna, it really depends on your individual schedule. But what I believe is the healthiest reason is so that you're not tempted to respond to any client inquiries or any like client emergencies. And let's face it, there's no client emergencies. There's not gonna be an emergency in photography unless it's, you know, the day before wedding or something like that. But for so many business owners, we feel like we have to immediately respond to anything that comes up in our business, whether that's at 7 a.m. or 11 p.m. And for a lot of us, if something does come up and we see it at night and we wanna respond, it freaks out our nervous system, it shoots up our adrenaline and it makes it, impossible for us to actually have a good night's sleep so that if we have a good night's sleep we can respond thoughtfully 
the next day and after maybe talking it over, what response? I mean, uh, the Build and Bloom Photography Facebook group is an incredible resource where you can ask questions about how to respond to difficult client situations. If you just search it up on Facebook groups, it's called Build and Bloom. It's the same as this podcast. And like, that's a great community tool to use if you don't have people in your life who can really give you constructive insight about how to handle certain situations. So you can see that there's so many benefits to not being on your email 24-7. The most extreme one, and this is only going to be for a handful of people, is to get a separate work phone. I have an old iPhone, and I, I'm sure a lot of us do have an older iPhone model or Android that's laying around from a couple of years ago before. Remember when we used to actually buy phones? <laughs> And now they have us just renting them essentially. Like we pay a thousand dollars for a phone that we don't actually, we have to trade in to get the newest one. But a lot of us do have an older phone laying around from like three, four, five years ago. I just called my service provider to ask how much it would be to add a line to my family's plan because I'm on my family's plan. I think most of us, unless you're like Gen X or higher, we're still on <laughs> our family's plan. I pay my own phone bill, but it's a better deal. I didn't know what the pricing would be to have the lowest amount of data possible. I don't need to use this phone basically off of Wi-Fi because all I wanted this phone was for was to have all of my social media apps on. You can see kind of the benefits of having a separate work phone, but then also you could use it for clients if you do not want them to have your personal cell phone number. I give my clients my personal cell phone because it's just easier to have one phone on me like versus carrying around two the whole day, but I do definitely think there's a huge benefit to people who would like to have the separate number, separate phone. There's also other options for phone numbers. Uh, Google Voice is a great one. That's what I used to use uh, when I was dating. I would give people a Google Voice number because I didn't want them to have my actual phone number because you never know. There's so many like crazy guys out there, right? So there's other options for you. And that would be an app on your personal phone. Just thought I would throw that in there. But a separate work phone is a great, like the ultimate way to actually break up with your phone because when you are not tethered to it the entire day, you're way less likely like you're gonna have to go I mean all Americans know know myself included it's like when I'm snuggled up on the couch and I'm watching my Netflix and I want to pull up Instagram oh wait if my phone's all the way upstairs I'm too American to go up there <laughs> up there and grab it so that helps me with my social media usage in turn with all these different options for unplugging from your phone, this is just going to help you overall lessen the comparison to others, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. You're giving yourself less access to social media and you're giving others less access to you, whether they're intentionally doing it or not. And most people are not doing it intentionally, like, oh, we want to make her compare herself. No way. We are doing it to ourselves, right? But if we can limit social media usage, whether that's simply turning off notifications or deleting the app or adding our old iPhone to our family plan to use as our work phone, you can and see all of the amazing benefits that come with it. Oh, I have one more that I didn't write down. This one is going to require effort, but that could be good to some people because it can help 
reduce us actually wanting to even like open up Instagram. And that would be delete Instagram completely from your phone and have to log in every time. It's inconvenient, but that would be a deterrent for you opening up Instagram to endless scroll. So when you actually are posting to Instagram, you're on intentionally for your business. Let's end off the episode by talking about routine. This is key for balance with your personal professional life when it comes to social media usage. And it's really important for us to start implementing. And what better time than January, if you're listening to this uh, in the new year, but routine, we can implement it at any point in the year. Routine ensures that lines are not getting blurred for us with social media. And the lines can even be blurred subconsciously. So an example of routine that you could implement is your workday ending with you cleaning off your desk completely. Other than the things that stay stationary on your desk, like your laptop, cleaning off the desk, even wiping it down if you want a bonus point. Come on. Actually, you know what? After this podcast, go and grab a Lysol wipe because I know that most of us have not sanitized that thing and we wonder why we have COVID. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I need to do that myself. This is going to give yourself a physical sense of shutting down for the day. Super important for those of us who work at home. And then in part with it for me is cleaning off my desk and going to a workout class. Of course, I don't go to the workout class seven days a week, you know, unless I got broken up with or something like that. But... <laughs> The idea is changing into the workout clothes, grabbing my water bottle that I've already filled up and going to the class to help me separate my day. But for you, this could look as simple as turning off your computer and taking a five minute hot shower to deregulate your body. So that at this point in your evening routine, you are already disconnected from your phone, but now you have taken a physical action with your body to separate your day. And I talked earlier about how you could turn off your text message notifications during the morning and evening. And I would definitely recommend you do this also with email if you don't already, even if it's just like an hour before you go to bed in the first hour of being awake. Now with the iPhone, I feel like every month we get more and more advanced do not disturb settings. Like it said, I just saw there was one that was like personal, take time for you. I'm like, bruh, we already have sleep, work and driving. What else do I have to add in there personally? I don't know. But Apple is always coming out with new features for the phone. For some of us, our phone stops working because of those new features. Adding that into the physical separation, this also could look like going on a walk. Let's face it though, for most of us, the last thing we want to do at the end of the day is take a walk in the cold, myself included. Right now it's currently 13 degrees in Seattle. Um, that's not happening, but that's a suggestion maybe for a nice summer night or for those of you who live in a warmer climate. But the idea is it's easier for my brain to ease into unwinding. And I don't have then as much of a desire to be on my phone, to work on my business since by this time and by going through or using one or two of the suggestions, I've recognized that my phone or Instagram and or Instagram is simply a tool for my business. And lastly, we've all heard of this. How many of us have done it? How many of us have tried, myself included, is to sleep with your phone in the other room and get an alarm clock? You might find that you do not need to do this if you have deleted social media from your phone or removed it from the home screen search bar with Siri. Again, if you guys are interested in doing that, you just go into settings, Siri and search, 
scroll down on the apps and toggle all off under it's called on home screen i used to actually be really good about sleeping with my phone in the other room and now i'm not but whatever i do also have an actual alarm clock i use in part with my phone because i'm always so scared that the actual alarm clock is not going to work and i will wake up super late in the day because i love to sleep naturally my body like i'm somebody who you know when you hear people are like, oh, I can't sleep in. Like my body wakes up naturally 6 a.m. every morning. I'm like, dang, I wish I could do that. But my body does not wake up naturally. But it could be because of the years of melatonin usage and now the prescription sleeping pills that I take. That is the suggestion. But for a lot of people, it's not realistic because you have to have your phone for emergencies or if you live on your own, you know, I wanted to throw it in there though. This podcast episode is brought to you by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is a client management program. You are able to have your client submit their inquiry form on your website and have this system automate the entire booking process. So once you get that client inquiry, they're popped at the top of your funnel and booked hands-free. So now instead of the cycle of responding to inquiries manually, answering the questions, following up with ghosted clients, you know the drill. This process should now take you 10 minutes because it is automated. So before before we get back to the episode, let's talk about getting paid. Another feature I love is that you can set up a payment schedule with your clients and HoneyBook will automatically remind them that the payment is almost done and it will invoice them. I love that you can set up various payment schedules with your clients. You can break it down by percentage, exact amount, and HoneyBook will do all the math for you. It will automatically remind them when payments are due or about to be due and it will invoice them. So there's no more back and forth for you trying to track down that final payment. You can head to jessicawhitaker.co slash honeybook to snag a free trial with no credit card required to set up. And if you love it, you'll get 50% off your first year. That's jessicawhitaker.co slash honeybook. Those are my tips for unplugging from social media, treating it as a professional tool versus personal use. I hope that this podcast helped you out. I did do a YouTube video back in, I believe, 2022 that I will have linked down below where I go through the steps again. If you'd like to, I guess, watch the same kind of content, but it's from a couple years ago, so it might be phrased a little, <laughs> little differently. But we all know that there are so many benefits to less phone usage and maybe for some of us that was one of our new year's resolutions so i hope that this podcast helped you out i believe in you and i believe in your business i know that the best is yet to come and that you are going to have incredible bookings this year and many amazing opportunities and i just hope that i am able to help you along in that whether it's through my podcast or through my photography youtube channel through my own instagram or in the build and bloom photography facebook group which i really encourage you to join if you're not already and even if you're like facebook i'm not a boomer why am i gonna go on facebook trust me facebook groups are an amazing tool you guys please check it out if you are looking for a photography community if, if you don't have others in your immediate circle in real life who have small businesses there are so many things that we face every day that we could use other people's input on but we don't know where to go Build and Bloom is the free Facebook group. It's kind, it's encouraging, and it's inclusive to all levels of photographers. So check it out. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to go leave a five-star rating and review if you listened and loved it. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.